This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Oh, baby, it's hot outside. <laughs> it's hot outside. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with Adam Scully as our uh, fearless leader, Mark Sakino, is still golfing in Scotland. Is he on a plane right now? I, I, he could be. Okay. Yeah. I think he was a little later coming home because he got an opportunity to play... Uh, Aberdeen? Ab- no, I think he's got a, another course he was going to play. Anyway, yeah. he was going to be home. He was going to be here. But he will rejoin us next week at this time. He'll rejoin us next week for uh, Golf Talk Canada television as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for Mark Sakino. Well-deserved time off. In the meantime, while he's away, we will play. And we've got a great show for him. Busy show today. Busy, busy, busy show. show. There's lots to talk about. If you have not heard already, the RBC Canadian Open has a new date. That's some big news. We will discuss that. It is no longer going to be the week after the British Open or the Open Championship, mm-hmm. which uh, has been a real anchor on it for some time. So we're going to talk to Lawrence Applebaum, the CEO of Golf Canada, and he was just gushing when I it's taped the interview just about an hour or so ago. So he's very excited. We'll mm-hmm. tell you why, of course, uh, and, and all the ramifications that come with that new date. It's not quite as beautiful as it seems because there's no such thing as a perfect date we'll get into that a little bit later mm-hmm. we'll talk a little uh, francesco molinari domination a little bit of tiger woods we'll talk to that mm-hmm. we'll talk our course winners weird and what we are also because it's canada day sort of post weekend mm-hmm. and we hope you everyone had a great long weekend and maybe your weekend was full of golf uh, we're going to talk about our favorite canadian golfing memories and we want you to weigh in obviously there's some pretty obvious ones mm-hmm. mike weir winning yep Brooke winning, Sandra Post winning, yep. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but we want to know your. Um, we want to know what your favorite golf memory is of, of a Canadian nature. We'll we'll get into that a little bit later in the second hour. We'll look at the Ryder Cup projections where they are. Uh, but to kick things off, Mister Scully. I want to ask you, first Ooh. of all, you thought I was going to throw it. <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were going. I, I was ready. <laughs> I want to ask you how uh, how your weekend was. Did you play? I did play uh, on uh, yesterday, Monday. I was away uh, at a cottage uh, celebrating my dad's birthday. Uh, he's now the big 6-0. Wow. Uh, but uh, I played Bayview on, uh, on Monday, and I played okay. So that was uh, it was very hot. I was going to say, how did you find the heat? Well, I, I wimped out and, and took a cart. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I did. But that was more because the weather, it was, you know, it looked like a thunderstorm was going to come in, and we actually got called off the golf course. The, the sirens went off, and it was pure sunlight. So, yeah, that, so that was interesting. So, I played Friday. We never had a siren. Yeah, so, so we were off uh, for about 15, 20 minutes and went out and recuperated and, uh, you know, revisualized and went out and played. I, I played okay. So, and how about you? Did you play uh, any golf? Uh, I did. I played Friday, Saturday, and Monday. I was going to wow. play Sunday, but the uh, we were just too beat up after Saturday yeah. playing. We played, we didn't tee off till 10 o'clock Saturday, and mm. I actually played the front nine. I think it was one over, made the turn of one over. And then I went double, Uh-oh. triple, double. Bogey. Oh, <laughs> so the round kind wow. of fell apart. Wow. 
And then Monday, we uh, I walked the front nine and took a cart in the back mm-hmm. nine. But it was super hot, and um, I don't know how I, – I, I would imagine a lot of courses had some canceled tee times. A lot of courses that definitely had some canceled tee times, and, and us specifically at Bayview, we were talking about how, how the conditions of the course changed because it was so hot. Like The greens were a little slower because they're trying to protect the greens. Sure, you know, sure. We almost need the rain, and it's supposed to rain, I think, later this week on Thursday, it looks like. so. Um, but it, it certainly it's very different um, to play in very hot conditions. Do you have any, any tips to, uh, to stay cool <laughs> in the humidity? Uh, not, not a lot. <laughs> I mean, just you know, keep drinking water. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we, we had our, in our golf, golf course at one place. We have a double tee, mm. and the course very nicely put out one basket full of towels and one basket full of ice. So oh, you take okay. the towel, dip it in the ice. And, yeah. And Put that, it on. Was, that was uh, oh, a real soother, real saver. But there you go. All right, let's uh, let's now get to some <laughs> news go. and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines flying refined. Uh, well, as we mentioned off the top, there is a new date for the RBC Canadian Open, mm-hmm. and it is the week before the U.S. Open. Now, I will tell you that I've been chasing this story for quite some time, mm-hmm. and I've heard dates here, I've heard dates there, I've heard a whole bunch of different ones, and I've had guys who've assured me that there, this was going to be the new date. This was the very first one that was told to me by a pretty good source, and they said this was going to be the date, And but I heard subsequent to that other dates. But right. um, as I said when I was talking with Kara Wagland today on our up and down segment, there's no perfect date mm-hmm. for the RBC Canadian Open, but this has a lot more pluses than I think minuses to it. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think you know the perfect date you would think would be you know to end on Canada Day uh, on July 1st. That would have been this past weekend, but yeah, as you said, there I, the pros definitely. Uh, outweigh the cons. It's it's earlier in the schedule. Uh, you'll have guys who are trying to ramp up their games for the major championship. So a big example um, is Phil Mickelson. Um, will we could see Phil Mickelson play at Hamilton next year, but the week before the U.S. Open because he likes to have his game, um, you know, tuned up for the for the U.S. Open Championship. So I looked I looked at the field this year for okay. the St. Jude FedEx, which mm. is going to move from that spot and become a World Golf Championship event, I oh. think, or fit playoffs. Sorry, playoff okay. event, playoff okay. event. Uh, and the, mo- the two most notable names that have not been in regulars at the Canadian Open or even semi-regulars at the RBC Canadian Open were Phil mm. and Henrik Stenson. Mm. Uh, a year earlier, Rory had played, but in his entire professional career, Tiger Woods has never played the week before the RBC Canadian Open. So... You're going to get some guys, but I don't think people should think, wow, this is a great date. And I don't think people should think this is a terrible date mm-hmm. because I think you will get mm-hmm. a better a better deal on it. I mean, there's so many things that come into it. First of all, for instance, next year, the U.S. Open's at Pebble Beach. That's a five-and-a-half-hour flight from Toronto. That's true. So Time that's change. a long way. It's only six and a, 640 to go to Edinburgh for, mm-hmm. the, for the British <laughs> Open. Right. So, I mean, there's uh, it's not going to be the perfect field, but I think it's going to be a better field. It's going to be a richer field. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, uh, that's right. The first is now $7.6 million uh-huh. as compared to six point four they're going to uh-huh. give this year. Um, so and we'll hear a little bit more from Lawrence Applebaum going back and right. forth on the dates and how they have arrived at it. But uh, I think it's got to be uh, overall a plus. Definitely, definitely. And, and you, you, we're, we're curious to see 
what you know what the field's going to be like. You know, we saw Brooks Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Tony Finau. Um, those are some of the guys who committed last week. So Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter as well. So we'll, we'll be curious to see what happens. Yeah. All right. We had a uh, we had a couple of majors on the weekend, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the U.S. Senior Men's Open was won by David Toms at the Broadmoor, which was in keeping with U.S. Open. The course was brutal. <laughs> I don't know if you saw some of the scores. Oh yeah. But they were some high, high scores out there. It was just a brutal golf course, and David Tom survived and won that one. He did, yeah. David Tom survived and won. Some of the greens, uh, the guys weren't too happy with some of the pin placements, for sure, watching it on TV. But, uh, you know, David Tom's is, might be most remembered for that five woody hit back in 2001 of the PGA Championship, and it's great to see him uh, pull through here. That's very, real nice. The uh, women had a, had a major as well. Sung Hyun Park. Uh, won the playoff over uh, So Yun Yu and uh, Nasa Hataoka. Yep. yep. And Nasa Hataoka won the week before. Mm-hmm. And she is named, her first name, Nasa, her mother gave her that because she wanted her to become a scientist. And Nasa, she's actually named after the space agency. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's a true story. Uh, but she bowed out, and then uh, Sung Hyun Park sank a uh, nice putt on the second playoff hole. And, of course, Brooke Henderson... Um, mm-hmm infamous now i think the if you haven't seen it already slammed uh, her wedge yeah and uh did not do very do herself any any good with that we're going to get into that we're going to look at that a little bit later Mm -hmm. in the show Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. brooke still ended up tied for sixth that's her worst finish in four years in this tournament (laughs) it's pretty good yeah it's pretty darn good and you know and good for sunghyun park hit a great shot from nearly the inside the water Crazy. It was it was reminiscent of Bill Haas back at the Tour Championship years ago. Hit a great shot, and she she birdied the first and second playoff holes. Yeah, so she, she earned the win for mm-hmm. sure. Did she ever second major championship as well for her? And then uh, something you don't see too often. We're going to get into this a little bit later in the show as well. One player calling out another player for cheating. Oof. Joel Dahman accuses Sung Kang of taking an illegal drop, yep. uh, cheating. Said it never cleared a hazard. Sung Kang said it did. There was a 25 minute discussion, including a rules official. In the end, Kang won. Uh, they were both supposed to be in the field this week at Greenbrier, but mysteriously, Sung Kang has uh, withdrawn. Now, he did earn a spot in the Open Championship by that finish. He finished right. third, I think. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. We're, we're going to look at that cheating in golf because it's very, very rare that one player will call another player out with that bold a statement. Yeah, definitely. And as well to, to see to see one group, they they let a group through. Because yeah, through. It, yeah, it was a 25-minute uh, argument, and, and, and Joel Dahman was pretty... He was he was bold on Twitter. He called him a cheater, and that's the worst thing you can call a golfer. He's been backed up now by the guy who was running the yep. shot link there, yep. who said that yep. he didn't come within eight yards of clearing the hazard. So there's been a bunch of people <laughs> who have weighed in from different sources. We'll look at that a little bit later in the show. Uh, when we come back oh, after the break, we are going to talk. Uh, we're going to hear from Francesco Malaneri, who had a mm-hmm. remarkable win. We're also going to hear from Tiger and see how he did and how he felt yes. about his putter. All that and more coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks and Scully in studio here talking 
a little bit of uh, the weekend's events, and mm-hmm. there were some pretty eventful moments on on the weekend. Some really good final rounds by some certain players, especially they're talking about the quick and loans here, especially uh, Francesco Molinari, fantastico. <laughs> For his final round, this, uh, if you didn't see this last round, he, sh- he shot 62. He won the tournament by eight shots, which <laughs> equals the uh, record for this year. Mm-hmm. The biggest margin of victory for this year. Uh, Dustin Johnson yeah. did it at the Tournament of Champions at the start of the year. And uh, it's surprising to me that that was his first PGA Tour victory. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I thought maybe he'd won before. Yeah, he's been around for, for quite some time uh, now. He's 35 years old and turned pro back in 2004. But it seems like his game is, has, has, gone, has taken another level uh, now. I mean, looking at the major championships, he has three career top tens uh, in the majors. But the way he's, he's played the last uh, month and a half or so with two worldwide victories, he, he's, he'd be a good bet for the Open Championship. That back nine started off eagle, birdie, 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 birdie. And it almost started eagle, eagle. He almost holed out from That's 201 right. yards on the 11th hole. Unreal. That's pretty remarkable for a guy, uh, and he just seems to have a very solid game, but I thought maybe he would have won more. It's the first Italian-born player to win on the PGA Tour since 1947. Wow. And the last guy to do it was a guy named Tony Pena. Probably won't mean anything to you because you're a young buck. I am. Uh, but Tony Pena was best known for building these really gorgeous um, wooden woods back in the day. That oh. tells you how long ago it was. Wow. He was very famous for that. And I don't think wow. he spent a lot of time in Italy. I think he may have been born there, but I think he may have grown up wow. in the United States. Uh, so let's hear from Francesco Molinari. Amazing, amazing. I still have to realize what happened today, but... Uh, yeah, it was a lot easier than, than I thought, and uh, I'm glad I played great. The back nine, the start of the back nine was incredible, so really proud of what I've done, and uh, I hope a lot of guys back home were watching tonight. He's great. Uh, I was a long way back in the in the FedEx standings, and uh, I thought I deserved to be, to be further up, so it's nice to, to catch up a little bit. I think last year I missed the Tour Championship by one shot, uh, so... That's the mission this year, and today is a great step forward towards that. Uh, Francesco Molinari, very impressive to a lot of people, including people behind the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, you know, it's it's quite a, it's quite a it's quite a statement as well. You got to think, you know, in, in that sort of event for Molinari to go out and win by eight, especially especially to shoot twenty nine on the back nine, and as we'll get into later in the show as well, Ryder Cup. I mean, like he, he's got to be one of those guys on Friday hits all 18 greens in regulation. Like, well, speaking of that Ryder Cup, I know we're going to get into it as you said yeah. a little bit later in the show. But uh, Alex Noren, oh yeah, was came from seven back to win mm-hmm. the French Open on the course where the Ryder Cup is going to be. So if you're Thomas Bjorn, yeah. don't you just love that last weekend? It was, it was yeah. pretty spectacular. And, and as you'll see in our in our shots of the week on Golf Talk Canada TV today, Alex Noren had one of the most. Uh, body English induced celebrations. He had a 15 footer for birdie on the 17th <laughs> hole, and his body was moving in all these different angles, trying to will it in, and it did go in. So, good, good for Alex North. 21 under par. He gets the job done. Uh, tied the largest margin of victory on the PGA Tour, and is the first and one of the steadiest global golfers. Now, a guy who uh, also played a little bit better this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods, and um, you know, I think. There was a lot of speculation about how he would putt because he has, has not had the good putter the last three or four tournaments by his own admission. He put a new blade, not even a blade, put a new um, mallet style, mm-hmm. kind of fang style. Yeah. The Ardmore, Taylor made Ardmore into the bag, and it worked pretty well. It sure, it, it worked very well for the most part. As, as he was saying, 
he likes his putters to have a little more uh, sweep to them or a little more, sl- more yeah, a little, little more stroke movement, to the, right? movement the to them. Closes, sort of yeah. and closes. Yeah, so a completely different putter to what he was using previous for all those years. I mean, he did switch the one time to the Nike Method putter, which was also a blade style uh, of putter. So weighted. Yeah, yeah, but 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 this is right on the heel. Obviously, a completely different look for him, and and he made some some very good putts, uh, some good length putts, I should say, seventh in the field uh, in strokes gained uh, putting uh, this week. So he basically he was fin- it's interesting. He finished seventh in strokes gained putting, but he was also basically I think he was seventy fourth, so basically <laughs> dead last in putts from ten feet and in. He only made he made sixty of seventy three, which is a pretty good number, but mm-hmm. still thirteen from ten missed thirteen times. From ten in, and I think that was um, that to me was very interesting because I didn't realize that I thought he actually putted quite a bit mm-hmm. better, and I mm-hmm. guess he did, but uh, but still, there's uh, some room for improvement there. Yeah, definitely, and, and we saw especially uh, on Sunday, uh, in particular, the 14th hole, he had two and a half, three feet, and it was one of the most vicious lip outs we'll ever see. But it's still a lip out from two and a half or three feet. You think, you know, the Tiger of old with his eyes closed, like, it'd be good. You'd give it to him. That's right. uh, uh, We'll see how this putter does, especially once he goes to the Open Championship on slower greens, how that's going to affect his stroke. Whether he keeps it in the bag. Whether he keeps it in the bag. He seemed very optimistic, as we'll hear with with Dottie Pepper after the round, uh, with the putter. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see if he keeps it in the bag. All right, let's hear from Tiger Woods. It was nice. It was nice to uh, to not really, well, to make a couple birdies coming in. I, you know, granted, I missed a little kick in at, at 14, um, but you know, overall, it was a good, solid day. You know, I I thought I might might give myself a chance. I was at at you know at the 10 under mark, uh, starting the turn. Uh, evidently, I would have had to shoot like what uh, 24 on the back nine right. to have a chance. Uh, it, what uh, Francesco's doing back there is phenomenal because. Uh, uh, not too many people saw a score like that out there today. The uh, the 66 he posted on Sunday is his lowest final round of five years. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good number. Mm-hmm. And I think overall it was one of the more consistent rounds we've seen probably since Bay Hill from through the bag. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a ton of weaknesses out there, did you think? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and his second round was his best second round of the season at 65, which was uh, two shots better than his best previous uh, second round of the year. So the story with him a lot of the year has been getting off to slow starts. And on Thursday, uh, he made a, a pretty sloppy double bogey, but fought back to make two birdies to shoot even par. So th- that was sort of okay, I guess, in Tiger's books. But he really got back into the tournament on on the Friday, shooting 65. Uh, we'll see if if he can shoot under par in, in a, an opening round this year. Like he he is. It's been a bit of a mystery for him to get to get off to a good start. As he has said before, he's not sure what his body's going to bring um, because you know, as 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 he said so many times, his back is fused and he has a new body essentially. So what's going to show up for him? So it takes him a couple holes to really get into it with the adrenaline that sort of thing. I think also if you look on you know as slow starts, yes. Also, he kind of gets going on Sunday, gets into a bit of a mm-hmm. chase as he mentioned in that in that comment. And then he seems to flatline a little bit. He did it at the Players' Championship. He's never been able to kind of keep the momentum going for 18 holes on mm-hmm. Sunday when he gets off to a good start. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I'm really interested to see what happens over at the Open Championship. I think that's the one major that where he has a really good chance to win. Um, you know, the fairways are a little bit wider. Now, Carnusti is a different beast altogether. But, <laughs> but generally speaking, the fairways are a little bit wider. The greens are a little bit slower. Um, so you do have a chance to kind of... 
I think I think be a little more aggressive with the putter. Yeah, definitely be aggressive with the putter because the greens have to be slower over there because of the winds and, and the conditions that they bring. Tiger also sort of was laughing after the round, saying he has to learn how to play golf with a sweater on again because it's yeah. going to be cold. He would presume. <laughs> I mean, Mark Sacchino has had some great weather over in Scotland, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what Carnistie will bring in. I guess three weeks. Yeah, two, two or three weeks two from weeks, now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, you know, as you said, this could be the one tournament that the one major championship that's best suited for him especially hitting those low bullet two irons those stingers that he hits uh he sort of has the stinger three wood as well that he can really flight down um and at at link style golf courses uh, or at the open championship your lag putting is so crucial because you can putt from essentially anywhere you're, you're gonna have 100 foot putts and to lag those within two um will be absolutely crucial for tiger as well uh, Canadian content in this tournament over the weekend. Some pretty good performances. David Hearn closed with one of the best rounds, 66 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He tied for 41st along with Corey Connors, also tied for 41st. Adam Hadwin tied for 48th. Uh, I traded a few texts with Adam Hadwin today just to get some info on the RBC Canadian Open date. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he's just getting, he's still frustrated. He yeah. feels that what he's doing is, is should be showing up a little bit better on the scoreboard. Um, though you hear that from players, but I really sense that he's he's um, he's getting he's sort of like knocking your head against the wall. And why do you do that? Because it feels really good when you stop. But <laughs> I, I just think that uh, that he's ready for a breakthrough, and it could come soon. I hope. Well, it's funny, and and, and you said that week over week over week, and I, I'm I'm just waiting to see it happen because you know he'll have stretches where where he'll make three or four birdies in a row, um, and when his putter gets hot. But then then he has stretches where he'll hit a foul ball or make a double bogey. So. You know, he's he's Canada's best hope right now on the men's side of the game. Um, and so hopefully, you know, we'll see him break out here very soon. He's going to be the only Canadian in the field, barring some kind of a miracle. He's going to be the only Canadian in the field this year at the RBC, or at the RBC Canadian Open. <laughs> that would be, um, he's only one Canadian in that. Then we'd really have it. Uh, at the Open Championship at Carnoustie, and uh, we'll see what he can get done over there. He said he thinks he's figured out a little bit now of uh, how to play some Lynx golf, so we'll see if he can put that mm-hmm. into action. All right, uh, when we come back, we are going to hear from Lawrence Applebaum, speaking of the RBC Canadian mm-hmm. Open, the CEO of Golf Canada. He will tell us just how excited they are at Golf House with the new date that they have for the RBC Canadian Open. That more when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kartec, Motocaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with Adam Scully as Mark Zacchino plays a little golf in Scotland. Uh, nice for him. The pictures he was sending back look like midsummer in Toronto. Well, midsummer in Toronto is 40 degrees, but it yeah. looks nice and warm. It looks unbelievable. shorts there. in a couple of pictures. We, we, had, uh, we had some family friends who were in Scotland this time last year, and it was freezing. 
Really? So, yeah. Well, you never know what you're going to get. I've covered open championships over there where we have been in shorts and, and shirt sleeves and ones where we have been in toques. So it's, you never know. Yeah, and, and to that degree, the, the Irish Open is this weekend, and Rory McIlroy has posted a lot of uh, photos and videos on Instagram, and he's wearing shorts, and it looks like a nice, sunny day. Well, a uh, nice sunny day it was in Toronto, and that's where Lawrence Applebaum was, the CEO of Golf Canada, as they announced uh, not only the not only the new date, but also some players who are going to be in the field for this year's RBC Canadian Open. But the big news was a new date for the national championship, finally getting out from behind that Open championship. And here was my conversation with Lawrence Applebaum. And here is Lawrence Applebaum, CEO of uh, Golf Canada. And as you were just saying to me off there, Lawrence, this is a big, big day for Golf Canada and for Canadian golf fans especially, isn't it? Yeah, we we couldn't have been uh, more thrilled. It was it was really a, a historic day for for the RBC Canadian Open and for our organization um, being able to to get something that has been long in the works to get this new June date uh, on the PGA Tour schedule was uh, we just couldn't be more more thrilled. Tell me a little bit about the background of how it came about. I know you and RBC have been lobbying for this for some time and. Uh, been dealing with the PGA Tour, and, and obviously you're not alone. Everybody wants uh, what they would consider a better date. But um, is there any background to how this date was arrived at, or, or the work that you did with the PGA Tour? Well, it was interesting. I probably I probably got lucky because uh, it's my one year anniversary, and <laughs> and uh, I, I, I it's it's taken up a considerable portion of our our energy in the last year, but. I know that Mary DePauli, uh, the chief marketing officer from RBC, has been working on it for many years. And previous to that, you know, it was 2007 when we moved uh, from our, our fall date um, into this date after the British Open. And so uh, it really has been a great effort between the three of us, the PGA Tour, RBC, and Golf Canada, to really put ourselves in the position for um, this date change. And... The, the two things that was was really uh, I, I've really heard from from our Canadian players uh, loud and clear uh, because I had a chance to connect with many of them was our purse increase so we're going from 6.4 million um, this summer to 7.6 million US in 2019 and the date is going to be such a game changer for for our event and uh, as you know Bob we're we're headed to Hamilton Golf and Country Club a great track a great date a dynamite purse, it's, it's kind of all come together. Uh, now, I'm, I'm not trying to throw any uh, water on this on this great uh, burning fire, but uh, there's no such thing as really a perfect date unless you happen to be one of the four major championships. So there are still, I think, maybe fans want to temper things just a little bit. You're going to obviously have a better chance of attracting a better field uh, with better golf courses with a purse increase and with a better date. But it doesn't mean that every top player on the PGA Tour will be there, but I'm, I'm sure you're still – um, pretty happy with with what you will be able to do and, and maybe attract what what you will be able to attract. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I think that the lead up to a major like the U.S. Open comes comes with its own set of pros and cons. Uh, I know personally in looking at the data and who's played previously um, versus who played traditionally at our event. You know, our pro of our event, our biggest pro is is our partner in RBC. And they bring with Team RBC with it. So having the number one player in the world in Dustin Johnson, having Matt Kuchar and Snedeker and McDowell and, and, 
and Furyk and, and our Canadian uh, Adam Hadwin, and then you you layer on a whole new group of players who've never played our event. So the most interesting one was in speaking with Phil Nicholson's camp and his agent. 22 years in a row, he never played out for the British, and um, but the week leading into the U.S. Open, that's a, that can be a lead-in week for him, and it's certainly uh, it's certainly with his in his realm to potentially come in 2019. Um, another whole group of players, um, Ricky Fowler, uh, Brooks Kepka, uh, Rory McIlroy a couple of years ago played in that lead-in week. So I think it's a whole new group of players that we can talk to. It's not perfect by any means, and um, we're going to have to work really hard to continue to elevate our championship. But we feel really uh, energized, I can say, about our prospects for 19. Uh, you do have a great golf course in 2019. I know you've got a great golf course in 2023 because it's the same course. <laughs> any, any more news on some of these great layouts? Because that obviously is a huge factor in drawing uh, an elite field. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really hopeful to share some announcements um, uh, by our event this year at, at the RBC Canadian Open in 18. I don't have something for you right now, Bob, but I can tell you, um, our date change and everything that surrounded this announcement was really taking our major focus. Uh, now that we've announced the date, um, we can really accelerate those conversations with a couple of um, a number of partners that we've been discussing, a number of, of great golf courses that uh, are interested and, and really have been exceptional um, opportunities for us to bring the RBC Canadian Open. So no no breaking news for you yet there, but we're working we're working real hard. I can promise you that. And um, this is this domino effect. You know when you really look back, and it, you know, and not many people know the schedule as well as you do. The dominoes that the PGA Tour had to go through, moving you know moving the PGA Championship back from August until May, moving the players from May until March, having one signature event, changing the whole FedEx playoffs that it ends before uh, Labor Day, and then all of a sudden having our date work out as well as it had. Um, there are a lot of moving pieces, and, uh, and the other thing really that I wanted to um, sort of reshare with you was our lineup is arguably our best lineup ever in 2018. You know, number one player in the world in DJ, four of the top five U.S. Open combatants, um, Bubba Watson, and then all of our team RBC. I mean, it's really shaping up nicely. Yeah, I was just going to mention that uh, while there's a lot of focus on 2019, you've got a big event coming in uh, just a few weeks, really, now that we, we've, we've hit July here with uh, with the RBC Canadian Open at Glen Abbey, potentially for the last time. We're not sure about that, I know, but um, but it certainly is uh, going to be a big big um, celebration here in the last July date for the Open for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 30th anniversary uh, of Glen Abbey hosting it, a lot of great champions, We'll have our Hall of Fame day where we get to have all of our honored members. We have a, a Hall of Fame induction of Gail Graham, uh, noted LPGA Tour player, and, of course, architect A.D. McCann. Um, we're we're going to celebrate this year. Uh, it's unlikely uh, to be back at Glen Abbey with the development plans that Clublink and, and uh, what they'd like to see happen. But I never say never. And, uh, you know, for us, we've got a great landscape. We've got a course of players. That their eye knows it. They remember it. And we've got a great turnout. So we're looking forward to a, a bit of a, 
a fun celebration in in, uh, in 20 days. So it's uh, if you can believe it's 20 days away. Wow. <laughs> and um, and a couple new names. I mean, the new names that are really resonating from from at least my circle of Canadians. You know, Tommy Fleetwood first time playing, and uh, Ian Poulter coming back after his first time last year, and uh, Tony Finau who had a great following. And then some of our Canadians sort of getting back into form. Um, we had Adam Hadwin uh, via Skype on the announcement today, and uh, he's super pumped about um, – he really wants to perform. He really wants to put a win on the board um, here. And obviously having uh, Mike um, come back and having, you know, Mike and the whole Weir family here is really always exciting for me personally. So looking forward to it all. Well, that's great. Great news all around, uh, Lawrence, and congratulations to you and everybody at RBC and the whole team on uh, getting a new date, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in, uh, wow, 20 days. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Look forward to seeing you as well. 20 days. 20 days. <laughs> I know. Isn't that, that crazy? Was the, that was the craziest part about that. Yeah. 20 days to the RBC Canadian Open, but uh, great for those guys. Great to have a new date uh, locked in, and mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of lobbying that went on behind the scenes, a lot of... Um, meetings with the commissioner by people from RBC. And RBC obviously can flex its muscles a little bit. They have some weight behind uh, their their money, mm-hmm. I guess you might want to say. It's sponsoring mm-hmm. two events. So mm-hmm. it's a better date. It's not a perfect date, but it's a better date. It's a better date for sure. And, you know, with the, with the schedule change next year with the PGA Championship now in May, this will now be before the third major instead of being after the third major, which I, I think is a little uh, interesting. So I, I'm guessing we're, we're going to have a pretty darn good field. At, at this event, it's going to be, uh, you know, w- with the purse increase as well, one point two million dollars more. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty big number. It's it's interesting, you know, when you compare this tournament to other tournaments in its class, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you actually divide that all up. This tournament gets a better field already mm-hmm. than most of those tournaments, thanks to the RBC sponsorship. And and let's not let's not kid ourselves. They it's not even just the RBC sponsored players. There's some other players who aren't wearing the RBC logo who are getting a little a mm-hmm. uh, little mm-hmm. grease on the palms mm-hmm. to show up. And I imagine maybe a Brooks Kepka might be one. I'm not 100 percent sure of exactly who they all are, mm-hmm. but um, it does get a very good field compared to relatively other events that are that are similar to this. So it doesn't have to improve much to get mm-hmm. even better than than what happens. But all I can say is thank goodness for RBC because we'd be nowhere without them. We'd be nowhere without them. And it's it's great to see, you know, some of the European flavor uh, come over here. Ian Poulter for the second Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. That's going to be great to see Tommy Fleetwood, you know, one of the best ball strikers in the game today. Probably the best hair in the game today. I mean, Alex Chayka would have something to say about that. But it'll be great to see, you know, those guys out here playing at, the, at uh, Glen Abbey. When Tommy Fleetwood comes here... He's, he has to refer to it as hockey hair. He does. He has or, to. Or hockey flow. Yeah, hockey flow. There you oh, go. Very nice. There very you go. nice. <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Brooke Henderson yeah. and her um, emotional outburst, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, maybe we'll also chat a little bit about uh, Sung Kang and yeah. possible cheating. Yeah. Some indiscretions uh, <laughs> we will look at when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. 
Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with Adam Scully. Mark Zucchino is taking a well-deserved week off. He's golfing in Scotland. Um, but he would like to remind us, <laughs> to remind you, yes. that the 20 Weeks of TaylorMade event is still continuing on. We mm-hmm. gave away six dozen Project A golf balls this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, this coming week, we're going to give away a putter. Is that yes, right? yes, a putter. Is it an, is it an Ardmore putter? Uh, TP Copper Black. TP Copper, Copper Black. Black. Yes. yes. Uh, we yes. were going to give away a TP Ardmore, but apparently some guy's using it, <laughs> so we can't, can't give that away. But the only way you can win this putter, and it's very simple to do, you just have to subscribe to our YouTube page. So that's you go, all you have to do. That's it. Go to YouTube, Golf Talk Canada on YouTube, yep. hit the subscribe button, and you're entered. That's mm-hmm. all it is, and you get to watch all our uh, lovely videos from our television program. Yep. You get Winners Weird and What, you get uh, Mark's Rants, a you lot get of rants. all sorts of things. It's yep. really, really good, mm-hmm. uh, if I don't say so myself. Well, it's, it's, it's some of the best gear in the world. You know, you can, We've given away a few twist-faced drivers this year. We've given away major championship limited edition staff bags. We gave away a set of irons. And, and the wing prize is a full set of clubs fit head-to-toe. Full fitting experience yep. right through the bag, right through the plus bag. a chance to win a JP. A, a uh, caddy from JPSM, yep. the Dream Machine, yep. the X9. Yep. Um, it is a huge package, so you mm-hmm. get entered for that as well yep. just by clicking on the subscribe button it's on the easy. YouTube page. It's not easy. Uh, I actually used a motorized caddy Did you? that um, on the weekend, okay. and uh, it was a lifesaver. Oh. And I am going to go wow. and see our friend uh, Joseph McLucky. I like and that. Make okay. An investment, I think, this year. Wow. I think I need one of my own. I borrowed one from a friend. You should get uh, some, some custom colors. Yeah. Maybe get your name on it somewhere. <laughs> Maybe it could. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it could. That'd, That'd be, be bold, good. but you know. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, so we had a little incident at the uh, KPMG PGA Women's Championship with Brooke Henderson <laughs> slamming and breaking her club. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I was shocked. I was just, it just seems to me so out of character. Now, she has had emotional outbursts, but they've been the kind. Um, that, that not really anger. It's been more tears, or mm-hmm. you know, she's failed to talk to the press on a very scant few occasions. And I let pros off on that. So, and it's because she was so emotional. At the Olympics last year, she came in, and after about the third question, she walked away. Or 2016, two years ago, mm-hmm. walked away mid-sentence of a question just because the tears were starting to go. Because mm-hmm. I think she had put so much pressure on mm-hmm. herself mm-hmm. to perform well and possibly win mm-hmm. a medal. And that was the occasion that she did the same thing, not talking to the press at a Canadian Women's Open one year. So th- there's a couple of occasions. I, I don't mind those. Those are those are interesting. This one is a little bit different, though. What do you what did you make of it? Yeah, it was as you said, just very out of character. It, was, it also wasn't that bad of a shot. I mean, it was a par five, yes, and she hit it what six eight feet past the hole, and and she was two over on the day at the point at that point, and it was a little windier. And and as we've said in the past uh, many times on, on this show, she she typically rises to the occasion in the win because she's such a good ball striker but this was just so out of character and her sister was standing like she could hit her sister yeah that's what it really scared yeah. me i mean that that club seriously that Very, club was close. About, there's a situation in windsor ontario where a woman there was a, a club broken and a woman got stabbed in the neck and she has suffered from that oh my forever since that time like yeah. she's really not the person she was before she's yeah. uh, debilitated by it and so it's a very very i mean i, th- I think yeah 
maybe you drop your club on the ground or I don't know what you do, but boy, that was a dangerous thing. It was so out of character. It was the full wind up too. Like yeah. it, it was a full golf swing and wham. So. The uh, the freeze frame leading into it was it was hysterical. It looked like she was throwing the javelin. Or yeah, something. yeah, but it, you know, and and Brooke, you know, she struggled on the Sunday, and it was just a bizarre thing to see her with the club. But you know, ninety fourth uh, in putting average this year and fortieth in putts per green regulation. So the putter continues to be her downfall. Uh, and, you know, her wedge game has never been great. If you mm-hmm. talk to um, some of the coaches uh, from the Olympics and Team Canada and stuff, even when she was younger, you know, she was always a sort of a one-dimensional wedge player. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an area, too, where she can probably improve. Yeah. But um, but yeah. she's obviously, she's changed the putter, I think, five or six times now. So she's obviously <laughs> having a little issues with that. It's never the player's fault. It's the putter's no. fault. <laughs> and the other, the other interesting one was the, uh, the call-out of the Chief <laughs> by Joel Dahman calling out Sung Kang. Yeah. And the situation... Situation was he Sung Kang hit a tee shot. He said it cleared the far side of the hazard and then came back into the hazard. So he wanted to take the drop over there. And Joel Dahman was adamant that it did not, that it came in at least uh, seven or eight yards mm-hmm. short. And so he had to go back. So the difference was, I think, 125 yards or something. Mm-hmm. And Kang ended up making a par. He on got the up hole. and down. Yeah. He got up and down. And as a result of, well, not only that, but, but some good play, I guess, he, he qualified for the Open Championship. Yeah. But to call a player a cheater is a really harsh move. Well, it's only happened, you know, a select few number of times on the PGA Tour. You know, we won't go back to what happened with Vijay Singh many, many years ago with the incorrect scorecard or what that was. Uh, but yeah, as you said, to call anyone a cheater. But as, you know, in golf, it's golf isn't it's 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 a game of integrity. It's a game of honesty. Um, and the rules official said it, it's up to you. Uh, Sung Kang uh, to make the decision. Uh, he was ninety five percent sure it, it to clear that hazard, and he said, "Yeah, I'm going to drop it here." And and uh, t- to see him get called out on on Twitter was uh, you don't see that very often. You know, the, the last time I'm trying to think of the, the last sort of heated dispute I saw, well, not about cheating. Uh, it was Keegan Bradley and Miguel Angel Jimenez. Yeah, this would have been three four years ago now. That's right in, in the match play, and, and they were right up in each other's. It, it was like it was like a, a baseball manager and an umpire sort of yeah. right in each other's faces. <laughs> right. So it, it's it's it's. You never see this anymore, but this wasn't televised. Uh, so. You're right. So there's no video evidence, although yes. a gentleman who was working the Shotlink Tower said, uh, backed up Joel Dahman, said, there's no way mm-hmm. I, I was watching, and so mm-hmm. that didn't even come close to clearing the hazard. Right. And, you know, I mean, there's been some bad drops before, like Tiger got away with one oh, yeah. <laughs> a number of years oh, ago. Yeah. And so I think, but to me, I think the bottom line is, is it worth losing your reputation to gain one stroke? Absolutely and I think the not. answer is no. no. So no chance. No we'll find chance. out. Sun Kang was in the field this week at the Greenbrier. He's actually pulled out. So he's going to take the week <laughs> wah, off, wah. maybe let things cool down a little bit. Uh, let's see. When we come back, we are going to go to the most famous part of the show. It's Winners, Weird, and What. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. 
Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Um, Hour two. Hour two. Here we are on Tuesday night. We're on Tuesday night through until after the World Cup. Correct. Because they have Saturday morning broadcasts here. If you want to capture all the footy, uh, you can tune in Saturday morning. We won't be here. We'll be playing golf we'll be playing or sleeping golf. in maybe, well, maybe, depending on the day. Yeah, depending on what happens. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to, before we get into winners, yes. weird, and what, yes. I know everyone's on the edge of their seat waiting <laughs> to find out what they are this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, have you seen the, uh, the, the social media posts from our, our top producer in golf, on TSN, Jamie Rydell, and our good friend, James Dutton. Yes. So he is on a little trip to a magical place, Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs. They're out playing in Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs. Looks like the weather's pretty good. I saw some pictures today. They were out in shorts with a little bit of sun in the background, but I hope they're having a great trip out there. Man, that's lucky. I want to get back out there. I'm very jealous. And you've played, so you've played both courses, correct? And what kind of weather have you played the courses in? Uh, I've Played the grand opening of Cabot Cliffs in pouring rain, <laughs> but it was worth it. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't really hard until near the end. Yeah, played with actually it's pretty funny. I played the opening of the cliffs and I played the opening of the uh, of the links. And both times I played with the premier of Nova Scotia, <laughs> although they were different people. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> one was an NDP and one was a liberal, so <laughs> it was pretty good. And uh, actually, I had the uh, I had the course record at the links. Did there you know you go. that? Yeah. Because I was the first guy on the official data, first guy to actually hole out. Mm. So I was the first guy to have an official score. 59. But it got beat about 30 seconds I was later. Gonna, I was going <laughs> to say, a smooth 59. Yeah, yeah, not quite, not quite. But uh, anyway, time for winners, <laughs> weird, and what? And this week, I have the tea. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! <laughs> Look, it went further than your ball. My winner this week is uh, Thomas Bjorn. Not for something he did on the golf course, but for he must be just sitting back rubbing his hands, (laughs) saying thank you, thank you, thank you. So not only did Francesco Molinari just dominate the field to win the Quicken Loans Championship, he'll be on their team. Mm -hmm. Alex Noren, he um, won, came from seven shots back to win the Open de France on the course, Le National, where the uh, French Open is going to be played. Mm We had uh, Tommy Fleetwood, the aforementioned Tommy Fleetwood, who's been playing some great golf mm-hmm. out there. Um, you got Henrik Stenson. I mean, you have so many of the European players right now are actually starting to play really good golf. And as you mentioned to me, Terrell Hatton is uh, mm-hmm. is playing well and leading the European standings. Which is kind of crazy to think, you know, of all the great European tour golfers out there, it's Terrell Hatton that's leading the way. And then, you know, this goes to, as we'll discuss a little later, you know, guys like John Rahm and Sergio, like, you know, but, and but think, Cabrera Bayo. You think know? back a year ago when we were at the President's Cup, yeah. you and I were there, yeah. and how dominant the American oh, performance was. And we said there is no chance that the European Europeans are even going to yeah. have a. I, I'm liking not necessarily saying the Europeans are going to win, but I'm liking the fact that this is probably going to be pretty competitive. It's going to be one of the most epic, competitive. Uh, it's going to be must see TV. It really I, is. I hope it. I hope it really lives up to the billing. Yeah, yeah. What we've seen so far. Absolutely. My weird this week is our good pal Beef <laughs> Andrew Beef Johnson. Now, if you are a World Cup fan, you may have earlier today been watching as England took on Colombia. Okay. In fact, if you if you weren't watching it, I think it's on TSN right now. So put it on with the sound down while you're listening to us. (laughs) And uh, the replay is on. And it went to uh, penalty kicks. Penalties, as they call it. Yes, penalties. And uh, England won. And about 20 minutes after they won, Beef 
put up his report, <laughs> I guess you could call it that, on the uh, on the World Cup. And his only comment was, it's coming home, it's coming home. But if you haven't seen it, go to Twitter, uh, log, log on and, and follow Beef, and you'll see his report on the uh, the victory. There may have been some liquid libation helping him along along the way. It sound, you know, he could have had a couple waters, maybe mixed in a lemonade <laughs> here and there. It sounded like he was... Over-sugared? Se- over- <laughs> it sounded like he was celebrating in a big way, and, and good for Beef. I just love Beef. He's a, he's a hell of a golfer. He sure is. Uh, And my what this week is, what do you think the feedback on Twitter is going to be when Brandel Chambly tees it up (laughs) in the Open Senior Open Championship qualifying? So he'll obviously be over for the British Open, and the Senior Open goes the next week, and so he's going to try and qualify for the Senior Open Championship, which I think is is big on him. I know Brandel fairly well. He's a really, you know, for for what you see on TV, you can like him or not like him, but he's a decent guy. Mm Good loving guy, and I, th- I think he's just uh, a guy who wants to try and obviously keep his game sharp, and he's going to take a stab at it. Well, he talks about a lot of players' golf swings, pretty, uh, pretty, in, pretty in-depth detail, and you wonder how much golf he's actually been able to play. I, I doubt he's been able to play, you know, tons of golf. But I mean, good for him for trying. You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Brandel's a, Brandel's a decent guy. I was lucky enough to be the guy who interviewed him. Uh, on yes. the 18th green, and his one and only PGA Tour win, that would wow. be 1998 a Greater Vancouver Open or Air Canada Championship. That's fantastic. All right, Mr. Scully, the T is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, Bob, my winner this week, and it's been my winner a couple times before, the European Tour. They are really... <laughs> branching out and making golf sort of a, a, this fun thing to watch on social media. They've had these fun videos we've seen time and time again. Uh, we see, we've seen the little reporter, uh, Billy the Little Reporter. We've seen the awkward reporter uh, <laughs> things, things at like speed golf. Yep. Uh, fun stuff like that. And they had, they had a video that, that was released uh, yesterday, uh, and it was Padraig Harrington giving some uh, unique advice. I saw this. Uh, to, bad uh, lessons. Bad lessons uh, to hum during the swing, hold breath this sort of thing and and these poor amateurs they were going all out they were like what yeah and he's he's sort of clapping along and it's getting calls from his mom half the time it was a it was a very interesting video by the european tour and good for them for making golf uh they're they're expanding golf i think for sure and good for the players for buying in yeah they seem to be really having a blast with it i just i just i sometimes i can't really see the uh the, the pga tour guys doing the same thing but uh, these European tour guys, they just have a blast. They sure do have a blast, and it's great to see on many uh, different levels. My weird this week is is a very different uh, story, and this goes back to what we saw at the U.S. Open with Shinnecock, and especially on the Saturday when, when the course, when the 13th and 15th hole, those, um, those pin locations were borderline unplayable in some spots. And there was a lot of whining, of course, and some were saying that they, they'd lost the golf course and that sort of thing, uh, and they were, they were correct. They, they had indeed lost the golf course, but uh, Rocco Mediate, um, who, of course, lost that famous playoff to Tiger Woods back in 2008. He went off, and he said uh, about these guys, truthfully, it's all a bunch of bleep. What I've heard is complete bleep. I'll say it again if you want me to. Hit better shots. If you don't want, don't come. Don't come. Someone will take your place. It's real, real simple. Now you're getting me mad. So, <laughs> Rock, like, like, where is this coming from? <laughs> I don't know. Out it's of hard. the blue. It's hard for some of these older guys who don't play on those events to try and... Put yourself in their foot in, in the players' feet 
or, you know, in their shoes yeah, yeah. And, and judge the golf course. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do sympathize. I do understand where he's coming from. And I do, in some parts, agree, like saying, hey, just get out there and play golf. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same for everybody. Yeah. So, but, it, but in some cases, it isn't the same for everybody because the guys who started the field towards the end of the day and the start of the day was a little bit different golf course. But well, that, happens. And, that happens a lot. And the big example there is, is Daniel Berger and Tony Fino on Saturday. They finished three hours before the lead. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, unbelievable. And, and one more quote from Rocco, uh, and I'm quoting him. They're talking about, well, you just, you just hit it 10 feet right of the pin. Rolls into the bunker. Well, in that case, hit it left of the pin. Like, yeah, exactly. just, he's uh, he's uh, he's a very bold guy, and yeah, it still is too bad he didn't win that major championship. I think, but uh, yeah, I was rooting for him uh, for sure. Uh, my what this week, I should say now, um, it goes to Graham McDowell, and, and he's had a bit Poor of a Graham. he's had a what a fiasco here for Graham McDowell, uh, flying from uh, the Open to France last week when he finished a T thirty seven, trying to make it to a thirty six hole qualifier for the Open Championship in Manchester, and his clubs didn't make it with them. You know, it's 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 one of the, you know, he, and and he's reached out to the to the uh, the air the uh, airplane airline. airline, sorry, and um, they haven't really given him a clear answer. And people on Twitter were, were giving him some flack about you know maybe just go off the rack and and take some some clubs there, but you can't do that. You know, it's it's not quite as easy. These guys are their tools of their of their trade, and uh, they're dialed in pretty specifically mm-hmm. for them. And mm-hmm. I think if you're going to go out and play 36 holes for three spots or four spots, whatever was available there, I think it's a big ask. So I think it's probably he probably just said, oh, look, there's not much chance, so why bother? And I, I agree with him 100%. And I feel sad because I know there are guys who lose their clubs all the time. I don't remember if you remember Graham Dillette oh, yeah. at the Open Championship yeah. a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the protein yeah. uh, jar exploded inside <laughs> his bag. And one, one famous one, Canada has only won the World um, Amateur Golf Championships once. Right. There's a player by the name of Brent Franklin, an amazing guy. He's in the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame. Really? And his clubs never arrived. He actually played with a member. It was in Venezuela, and he played with a member's clubs. And when he won that, so there you go. It can be done. It can be done, and you know McDowell won that that uh, U.S. Open back in 2010. Hasn't made a cut in a major championship since 2016. It's wow. been quite a struggle, but he does have a few more chances. There, there are some qualifying, or there's some spots available through the Irish Open this weekend and the Scottish Open the following weekend. And he's already a uh, captain's assistant for Thomas Bjorn. He sure is. That's so correct. That's correct. All right, uh, that's that's. I like Graham Graham McDowell. I yeah, think he's a super one guy. Of the good be, guys. He'll be at the RBC Canadian Open. He will he's be one of those sponsors yes, as yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. All right, when we come back, we're going to give away. We're going to give away <laughs> Free a golf. round of golf at Muskoka Bay. Another one, and we'll give you the question uh, when we come back right here on Golf Talk Canada. So get your thinking caps on. <laughs> this segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbreakgolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. We want to send you to play golf free, free of charge. Free golf! So you can play a little golf up in Muskoka if you're uh, in that neighborhood or willing to drive up to that neighborhood. We have a uh, some rounds to give away up at Muskoka Bay, one of the top 10 mm-hmm. golf courses in Canada. 
Uh, last time the score golf rankings came out there, I'm going to have another one, I think, probably coming up very soon. soon. Yeah, very, very soon. soon. It's got some great views and it's got some great holes. Um, and the way you want to join us, or, or go play Muskoka Bay, I should say, we're going to ask you this trivia question, and we're going to open up our phone lines. So our, our phone number, by the way, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. Our question, how many worldwide wins does Francesco Molinari have this season? Be this the, season. This season. Be the first caller with the correct answer, and you will be on your way to Muskoka Bay. That's a that's a it's a good prize. We've had we have some very um, rabid listeners I know who call in, and very not quickly. Everyone, not everyone gets the right answer though. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, 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 I've been behind the glass, and it is it is chaos. There are six people calling at once. <laughs> and, oh, like what's going on? But uh, we've had some incorrect callers for sure. I'm, I'm, oh, we always I'm, get them. We always yep. get it. we always do get a right answer. So I, it's, I'm looking uh, at JP behind the glass now, and he's currently on the phone. So we have people calling answering him. He's answering it, getting it in, and we'll uh, we'll send you up to Muskoka Bay. Uh, This past weekend, it was, of course, Canada Day. Yes. Great, great celebration. 151st anniversary of our great country. Mm -hmm. And we've had a lot of great moments in golf, and we thought we would look at some of the best moments in our own personal Mm -hmm. moments. And we would ask you uh, to come in on Twitter and give us your, your personal moments. Now, the obvious ones are... Mike Weir winning the Masters, or Brooke Henderson winning the PGA Championship, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if there's something else that's similar along those lines. But, you know, throw the obvious ones out. Give us something that's a little bit maybe off the beaten track. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think for one that stands out for me is not necessarily off the beaten track, but David Hearn challenging for the Canadian Open a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That was great. It was a really good atmosphere, mm-hmm. really cool feeling. And to see David, he didn't get it done, obviously, but he was right in the hunt, right right uh, down to the, the last little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been great to see him win, and one day we will get a Canadian to win. But that one sticks out for me. I've got a couple others. But what, what stands out for you? Yeah, we'll, we'll go back and forth here uh, for sure. Um, one for me, uh, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little uh, not one at the top of mind, I would say for sure, of, of, of many. But uh, Graham Dillette at the 2013 President's Cup. Uh, when when he was a stud for yeah. the international team that week, he was partnered with Jason Day uh, for some of the matches. A uh, big chip in uh, on the uh, Saturday morning, and it was a big Tiger esque fist pump, and he we lost his mind celebrating. And then, uh, of course, on the on the Sunday, this was uh, when Jordan Spieth was just early in his career, and Graham Dillette hold out from the bunker to beat Jordan Spieth. He hold out twice in that bunker, right? Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. See, see that uh, mm-hmm. see that happen. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another one. This goes way back. This is probably. Might even be before you were born. When were you born? Ninety-two. So back in nineteen eighty-eight, <laughs> <laughs> feeling very old. Um, there was a Canadian tour player by the name of Gordy Smith, and he was a really good, probably one of the best golfers to come out of Atlantic Canada. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's from Nova Scotia, and he's now actually the general manager at the Ashburn Golf Club, okay. which is yep. one of the premier yeah, golf great, courses out great, there. Great track. And Gordy Smith, as a Canadian tour player, came into the Canadian Open. I mean, so you know punching way above his weight, goes into this tournament, and he finishes uh, tied for seventh. And I'll never forget him walking down the 18th green, and he was playing with a guy named Jay Delsing. And as he came, I think it was Jay Delsing. Uh, it was a, pretty sure. Gordy will correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and Delsing walked up, realizing what an achievement this was for a young guy in his own national championship, and he was urging the fans to stand up. And they gave him a huge standing ovation for this young fellow, Gordy Smith, to to, uh, to finish it. It really kind of, um, really kind of tickled a lot of people to see this young guy 
get this great finish in his national championship. That's fantastic. 1988. 1988. Just, just a great year. Uh, a great, fond of my memories. <laughs> an, an, ex, an excellent story in, in, all, in all seriousness. Uh, another story that happened uh, maybe a little more recently, uh, Mackenzie Hughes winning the RSM Classic. Uh, you know, Pulling through. Originally was a five, five-man playoff. Billy Horschel missed a very short putt on the, on the Sunday. Got extended to Monday morning. That's right. Um, it, it, was, it was fond for me personally. Uh, I, I came in early to do the highlight pack for Sports Center uh, and, and seeing Mac make that putt on that par three from just off the green, probably 15, 20 feet, burying it right in the middle and see the next three guys miss. And, and the look of shock and elation on his face, you know, he'd come so far in two years. <laughs> That's like, right. You know, he got from not having his card on the web.com tour to having an excellent season. Right, for the to, Canadian tour, won the money list on the Canadian tour, yeah. I think, and uh, graduated the web tour and got, I mean, it was amazing. Got run, that. Just and, an amazing and run. He's a PGA tour winner uh, always. So that's, that's a memory for me for sure. Uh, another one that was probably it was the year you were born was 1992. <laughs> was the great year? Well, yeah, it was the uh, Canada's win in the Dunhill Cup. Now the Dunhill Cup doesn't exist anymore, but it used to be really one of the big international tournaments in golf. It was always held late in the year. It was always held at the old course at St Andrews, and it was three-player teams taking on other three-player teams. And it was it was stroke play, but um, it, in other words, it was metal play. But your you beat your opponent if you shot 70. And, and he shot 71, then you won, and that was one point for your team. And Canada was a m- complete underdog in this event, and they took the Ameri- on the Americans in the final. It was Dave Barr, Rick Gibson, and Ray Stewart, and they took on uh, Curtis Strange, Tom Kite, and Fred Couples, I believe, was the three players, and, and they beat them. They beat them 2-1 and one, mm-hmm. and won this championship, and probably to this day, I would argue the the biggest international team victory for any Canadian wow. in in golf. It was it was amazing, and I imagine I remember Dave Barr calling me. I tried to get a hold of him to do a story, and he called me on the phone from St Andrews, and uh, he would he was sort of like beef. He'd had a couple of, <laughs> had a couple of cocktails, and I asked if I could speak to Rick Gibson, and apparently I couldn't because Rick Gibson was throwing up in the bathroom. Oh well, <laughs> he's celebrating, you know. There, that's right. There's exactly. different ways uh, to celebrate. Another one that um, you know you uh, look back, looking back a little bit, a young Adam had. Win. 20, uh, 23 years old, 2011 Canadian Open at, at Shaughnessy. Uh, he was one shot off the lead going into Sunday, uh, slipped back to tie for fourth. But, you know, at that point, a relative unknown yeah. uh, in Canadian oh, yeah. golf. And, and uh, you know, I, I know he was pretty excited to uh, for that uh, that finish. And it was the start of a pretty darn good career so far. Well, you can also throw out his 59. Uh, that's yeah. Pretty good one. Yeah. And his win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's his win. Yep. And his win. And uh, mm-hmm. you could go back. I mean, you can go way back and look at. Uh, at, at um, George Newton almost winning the Canadian mm-hmm. Open at mm-hmm. Glen Abbey mm-hmm. or at Glen Abbey St George's. He actually had the third round lead, mm-hmm. took, the, took the lead into the final day. There's yep. been a number of Mike Weir in 2004, Jared Dutois, Jared Dutois. That was the final un- group. That eagle putt he made on that Saturday from 30, 40 feet. Yeah, that was that was remarkable. Now, I, there there are some moments that you always remember where you were. Right. So I'm going to presume in 2003 you were at Augusta National. I was at Augusta. I'll tell you that story in a minute, but you go ahead. I, first. I so I, I was so my my dad's from Sarnia. So 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 there's that connection. He was he was so happy and you know calling his parents that sort of thing and we were watching in our living room and I remember just running back and forth saying Mike Weir's won the Masters. It was I was uh, I was, was 11 11 at the time. No, 12. I was 12. No, I was 11. I don't know. I was young. <laughs> I What's remember, your story? I remember talking to a few people actually about uh, uh, about where they were. Ian Leggett told me the greatest story. He said that when Mike had that putt on 18 to get in the playoff, he said he was too nervous to watch it. <laughs> so he ran outside 
and then waited the appropriate amount of time and came back in when he saw Mike was still playing that they wow. you know was up and cheering and stuff. But yeah, we walked. So we used to have a a, a scenario where Rod Black was the was the host, yep. and Rod Black and I would always on Sunday walk the first nine holes of the final day with the last group. And then we would go in and, and watch it because it's just too, mm-hmm, too with so many birdies and changes and things happening. You actually watch it on TV. It sounds sort of silly, but that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So, but this time we were following we, Mike and we decided, you know what, we should probably keep staying with him. And for some reason, and I'm still can't remember why to this day, Paul Coffey was with us, the hockey player. Really? He was there. Okay. So the three of us were walking along and we got down, won the playoff, and as soon as he won the playoff, I remember we beat it back to the, uh, the where we were in our in our media room mm-hmm. and uh, got ourselves ready. And then everything went crazy because we had this is the big one of the biggest stories in Canadian sports history. How do you tell it? What do you do? We had to wait for Mike to come into the uh, the media room. He was actually late coming into the media room. I'll never forget one of the old guys from Augusta came out and said, "We're having a little delay. He's talking to the prime minister." So <laughs> obviously that one touched wow. a lot of people from a lot of different places. And I'm sure. I mean, I've heard from. Lots of people who told me where they were. I'm sure Mike has heard from hundreds of people, oh, yeah. thousands of people maybe on where they were. And as you said, it's just one of the best, greatest sports achievements ever in, in Canadian history. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty cool. There was a little party afterwards at his house, and we all got to try on the green jacket. So oh! I'm not supposed to tell you that. Oh, anyway. there you go. Something I didn't know. That's, that's excellent. That's excellent. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the Ryder Cup, where we are. We're, all, we're not very far away from the Ryder Cup, and we're going to look at some of the projections and maybe some of the decisions that the captains have to make as to who they're going to add to their teams. That's coming up when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Sacchino is off. He's golfing in Scotland. We envy him. (laughs) In his place, producer Adam Scully is filling in admirably here as we're getting into the last 30 minutes of today's program. Uh, We are not that far away from the Ryder Cup. Mm -hmm. In fact, they were test driving the golf course where the Ryder Cup is going to be this past week at the Open de France. Le National is the uh, golf course where they're going to have it. And I understand the fairways are going to be a little bit narrower than normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Graham McDowell was telling me, telling me, telling the world on Twitter, one hole he walked and the fairway at the 270-yard mark was 17 yards wide. Wow. So... Uh, generally speaking, when it's in the U.S., they have big, wide-open fairways. Mm-hmm. And, and the pins the gr- in the middle of the greens. In the middle of the greens, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, so it makes it for lots of birdies. Mm-hmm. And we saw that at, uh, at Hazeltine. Uh, it'll be a little different show here. So here's, here's what we'll do. We'll uh, give, you the, give you the two teams as they are right now in terms mm-hmm. of the confirmed picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, USA right now, from the top, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. European Tour, they do it a little bit differently. They have two sets of points, one the European points and one the world points. So on the European points list, Terrell Hatton, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, and Francesco Molinari. Mm-hmm. On the world points, John Rahm, Alex Noren, Rory McIlroy, and Paul Casey. Mm-hmm. Paul Casey is a new addition 
after yeah. being a little absent from the European tour for several uh, go-throughs uh-huh. in this. But he has made himself available for this team and uh-huh. uh, looks like he may be a lock to get on it. We'll uh-huh. see. So let's start with the Americans, Mr. Scully. Yeah. Um, what, what do you like about the eight guys who are on there? And what do you see from from that team? That's sort of what's not what's what's not to like. I mean, this this team right now is absolutely stacked. You know, you look back to you know last year in the Presidents Cup, Bubba Watson just wasn't he wasn't there. He was non-existent. He's on this team now. He's won three times this year. He struggled last year. You know, Bryson DeChambeau has really worked his way up here and um, has had some really good finishes, including the win, of course, at Jack's place. Brooks Kepka, of course, your number one. He's going to be on that team, and who knows, maybe paired with Dustin Johnson again, and just an absolute fiery uh, pairing. Of course, Patrick Reed. He's going to be there. Uh, assuming Jordan Spieth does uh, make the team, they're going to be paired together, and uh, and they're one of the best pairings they've they've had in recent uh, memory. Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas they play together at the Presidents Cup. Uh, they're both about the same height, and, <laughs> and and they feed off each other. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both about five foot six or seven at the, on stilts, and 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 they uh, they uh, they play together. You know, they're, they're good buddies. Um, and, and this is sort of what's changed about American golf uh, to a degree that these guys, a lot of them are, are good pals off the golf course. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have, the, you have the DJ and Kepka relationship. You got Spieth and, and, and Fowler and, and JT and, and those guys. And, you know, now Tiger and Phil are now best friends, apparently, of course. So. That, used to be, that used to be the big th- knock when, when Europe was winning all those Ryder mm-hmm, Cups. Mm-hmm. It used to be the fact that they were a closer bond as a team. And right. now you can make the same thing with... With the American side, I think. Right, but but there are some some interesting names that are just below from in that nine to sixteen uh, list. You got Webb Simpson, the Players Champion. Phil Mickelson's had a pretty darn good start to the season. Maybe sizzled off just a little bit. Matt Kuchar, uh, a Ryder Cup uh, consistent guy there. Brian Harmon, you know, another solid player. Tony Finau, an absolute bomber. Xander Shoffley, third in the FedEx Cup last year. Aaron Wise. Young stud rips it a mile, and Kyle Stanley's had, you know, he's he's had a pretty good bounce back year. And at number twenty eight, number twenty eight, up from number thirty nine, <laughs> Tiger Woods, Eldrick Taunt Woods. So, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Okay, so that so that's that team. We're we're, we're going to get into the picks here in just a second. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, European Terrell Hatton, Justin Rose, Fleetwood, Molinari, Rom, Norin, McElroy, and Casey. Um, as we said earlier in the show. Last year at the Presidents Cup, the Americans were so dominant they just whitewashed the uh, the international team, and I thought, man, they're going to just absolutely roll over anybody. I'm not so sure about that right now. You look at the performances of the guys in Europe, and they're guys who are playing so well. I mean, look at Molinari and uh, and uh, Alex Noren both won on the weekend. Uh, Fleetwood almost won the U.S. Open. John Rahm has has won this year. I mean, I think I think you Paul Casey has won this year. Rory McIlroy. You know, there's just some really solid performances from these guys coming in. I still think they're a little bit under uh, underdogs mm-hmm. at this point, but we haven't talked about the the additions that could bolster them a little bit. Well, and and speaking of those additions, you know, Ian Poulter isn't on this team right now, <laughs> Mister Mister Ryder Cup himself. And if you if he has any sort of form around the Ryder Cup, he's he's got to be on that team for sure. You know, he's won this year. He's had a great bounce back year. Henrik Stenson. Uh, isn't on that list. Uh, Justin, he's only, he's only had a mediocre year so yeah. far, Stenson. I think, but you're right. He's he's a he's a guy with a lots of experience. Those are the kind of guys they can add, right? Sergio Garcia, another not had, one. Yeah, not had a great year, but a guy who plays great in the Ryder Cup. And just imagine 
Sergio and John Rahm, the Spanish duo together. We saw, you know, two years ago at the, at the last at the last Ryder Cup with Cabrera Bayo and Sergio, the the Spanish blood going back and forth. Uh, in Matthew Fitzpatrick's another guy, a young stud who just crushes it. You know, one guy who's nowhere near the top there who was on that team uh, two years ago is Thomas Peters. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's really right. falling off. That's right, he's bit. really yeah. falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I am. Um, Mr. Bjorn, mm-hmm. Captain Thomas Bjorn, I think my additions would probably be Garcia, mm-hmm. well, Poulter for sure, Garcia, uh, Stenson probably, and I would probably put Cabrera Bello Bayo over over uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Even though Matthew Fitzpatrick, he played last time, but he was really a non he was really a non factor. Yeah. yeah, those might be what I don't know. What do you think? I yeah, mean, I think I, Poulter's a lock. I think Poulter's a lock. I I I personally think Hendrick Stenson's a lock. Um, just just how cons- how consistent, how good of a ball striker he is, and if he has a good putting week, he's one of the toughest guys to beat on tour. Uh, Torbjorn Olsen's had a pretty darn good he's year. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Uh, Thunder Bear. Yeah, Thunder Bear. Uh, Cabrera Bayos had some good finishes uh, as well. Good match play uh, player. He can make a lot of birdies and a lot of uh, others as well. But uh, the American <laughs> side has uh, a, a complete. Okay, so story. here we go. We got. Uh, I'm going to read you down the the. Well, you, we just sort of went through it, but just to refresh: Simpson, Mickelson, Kucher, Harmon, Finau, Shoffley, Aaron Wise, and Kyle Stanley. I don't think you're going to go much below that, with one exception. So, if you are Jim Furyk, make the case for for adding four guys. All right, so um, you know, I, Phil, I I think Phil's got to be on that team. I really do. You know, it's uh, you know he was a captain's pick last time around. Um, I think I think he's got to be a guy who's been there or going to be there. Um, Cooch is steady Eddie. Um, he's someone who's not going to make too many mistakes um, and is going to make a good amount of birdies. Uh, Webb Simpson has also been there before. I find he can get really streaky. Mm-hmm. Really streaky, and and at a Ryder Cup, I believe it was four, no, six years at Medina, there was a cold shank. Uh, on, oh, that's right, on, on that's Sunday. right. Yeah, there was a cold shank there, and uh, I mean, it, it's 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 interesting to see what's going to happen um, with the guy who's number twenty eight because that's Tiger Woods, and you know he has three top five finishes this season. Um, he's had finished. He's had tournaments where his driving has just been all over the map, and his putting's carried him. He's had you know tournaments where it's been the opposite. If he can figure out this putter, you know it's it's going to be hard to leave him off the team. I, I really think it is. The interesting thing about Tiger is he has moved up to twenty eighth. He's basically only had half a year to collect points. Mm-hmm. These other guys have had a year and a half, yep. right? Yep. So I mean, he's really accelerated his his position, even though he's not. He's still well down the list mm-hmm. when you're actually looking at the physical numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you got to go with Mickelson. Yeah. I think you got to go with Tony Finau. I was going to, yeah. Brian Harmon, to me, is one of the sleepers here because mm-hmm. he is one of the best putters on the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and we all know how that putting is a key factor um, out on in, in events like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You make putts, you win the Ryder Cup mm-hmm. or the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. So to me, it comes down to, I don't know, Webb Simpson or Tiger Woods. Um, if you're if you're on the other side of the team looking across the aisle, you step onto the tee and Tiger Woods is on the team versus Webb Simpson. Yeah, you're. I'm not sure who I'd fear more, but yeah. again, are you taking Tiger Woods because you think he's got a, an intimidation factor and his putting is not necessarily mm-hmm. consistent enough that you can count on it yet? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, I might be a guy who says no, I don't know, I I, I don't think I'm going to take Tiger Woods. 
Yeah, and and something that's that's interesting as well with Tiger and that we we've spoken about before is is he's been tough to to uh, to to a partner with him. Um, given the ball he used for all those years, just how spinny it was, and and he, you know he'd be partnered with guys like Furyk, who's the captain, and Stricker, an assistant captain. Uh, Phil, the one time that was just an absolute uh, fiasco, and now he uses more of a common ball. Yeah, with, with with the Bridgestone ball, so common. so that could be something. Also in match play, especially in the foursomes. Um, you know, format, you find that putts are hit a little harder, you know, with, with a little, little more conviction. Like, you're, if you're not going to leave it short, that sort of thing. So maybe in that sense, if his putting is more aggressive, he can make some more putts, but who knows? The one, the one thing about the eight guys right now who are qualified is, you know, there's not a real guaranteed outspoken yeah. leader in that room. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jordan Spieth is a guy, but he's still fairly young. But if you have a Mickelson... You know he's going to take over the room. He's going to take young guys like maybe a Bryson DeChambeau under his wing. Not necessarily on the golf course, but guide him along a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tiger Woods can also do. Now, Tiger Woods can do that as being a captain, but I think it's a different thing if you're stepping up to play on the golf course. I just think Tiger Woods right now is too much of a wild card, too much of an inconsistent guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he has not shown... Um, a consistent through the bag yeah. kind of experience of late. That I, I don't know, but Jim Furyk, I, we know Jim Furyk and, and him are friends, so mm-hmm. he may come down. It it would be a hard thing to leave him off. But I, if I was picking, I would leave him off. And before we go to break, I, I got to ask you. You know, you've been to a bunch of these Ryder Cups. How much is home course advantage? Is is that is that especially with the Americans going to Europe? They're going into this year this overwhelming favorite, and obviously the Europeans have had this great year. But do you think it's it's how big of a factor? Uh, do you think uh, home course advantage is going to be it's, for the It's Europeans? big in two senses. One, and I'll do this quickly, in one sense, it's big for the Americans at home in America because they're loud mm-hmm. and they're boorish, I guess, at times, <laughs> and they're a little overwhelming for yeah. the European tours. Yeah. It's big the other way because I think the Americans sometimes go into a bit of a culture shock um, when they go into a place, and they're going to do that when they go to France. It'll be a totally different experience for them to be there. But um, I think it's more of a factor in the U.S. for the Europeans than it is for the Americans when they're in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to kind of kind of see what will happen here, but I think, I think in, a, in a general sense, and I say general because right. it happens both times, the European fans are a little bit more, a little bit better behaved. But anyway, <laughs> we'll see. All right. When we come back, we'll look ahead to next week and what's going on on the PGA Tour. And we'll wrap up this edition of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up another edition of this August radio show here in July. <laughs> It's amazing it's July already. I just realized that. It is July. It's 20 days till the RBC Canadian <laughs> yeah, Open. Yeah, I know. we got a little golf before then. Yeah. Uh, including the uh, Open Championship um, uh-huh. coming up shortly. Very short. um, now, before we get into looking at this week's tournaments, however, uh-huh. let's, uh, let's announce who won the golf at Muskoka Bay. So congratulations to Christian Kinerny. You are, will be on your way to Muskoka Bay to play that golf course, and you're going to have the absolute time of your life. And he knew the answer to a question. The question was, how many worldwide wins does Francesco Molinari have this season? Two! 
The winner is two. He got the second one, of course, at the Quicken Loans. Uh, by the way, you know, did you know that he set the course record or this tournament record at Quicken Loans? And do you know that tournament that record will never be broken? Yes, because that tournament is no longer after that's this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually going to be in Detroit, yes. and it's going to be called. It's sponsored by Quicken Loans. I'm not sure if it's going to be called the Quicken Loans mm. Detroit or Motown or whatever. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, we have some golf going on this week. They are at the Greenbrier on the PGA Tour, and we have some Canadians in the field. Yeah, we have uh, five Canadians in the field. Here are their tee times uh, for Thursday. Matt Hughes playing at 7:40 with Scott Piercy, Jonas Blix, Nick Taylor, 1 p.m. with Ricky Barnes and Jamie Lovemark, Ben Silver. 8.50 a.m. Kyle Thompson and Sam O'Dell. Corey Connors at noon with Tommy Two Gloves Ganey in the field. Wow. I haven't heard from him in a very long time. And uh, Robert Garrigus. David Hearn tees off 10 minutes later with J.T. Poston and Mr. Zach Blair. Uh, the Web.com Tour is at the Lacombe Health Challenge in Finley Lake, New York. And we've got a whack of Canadians in the field. Sean Harlington is in the field. Stuart McDonald is in the field. Albin Choi is in the field. Ooh. Roger Sloan is in the field. Adam Svensson is in the field. Ryan Yip is in the field. And my favorite news, our good buddy Brad Fritch, Monday qualified to get into the field. He actually did a really cool thing. So he didn't have a caddy for this Monday qualifier. So oh, wow. he put it out on Twitter. He said, hey, anybody who wants to caddy for me... Um, Give me a little bit of your resume. You got to know. You got to be able to talk sports because I want some distractions on the golf course. Maybe some hockey. And he found a guy. A guy came in and uh, caddied for him, and uh, they shot sixty-four. And lo and behold, he's in the field. And will the guy be caddying for him in the field as well? Do we uh, you know what? I didn't hear the final answer. Someone asked him that on Twitter, and he said that the guy had to try and get the week off work. And I didn't hear the final conclusion on that. He did just. I uh, just did just get in on a group text where he was asking what the boys shot out in. Uh, Cape Breton. Ah. And there were some pretty good answers. Actually, J- James Duthie shot 78 today. Duthie shot 78? Yeah. He's been wow. taking some golf lessons. You know? He's been taking some golf Good lessons, so we'll uh, we'll see how that... Um, how, obviously, it's paying off. I hope it doesn't pay off when I have to play him for some money. Yeah, yeah. The handicap's got to go down, down, down. Well, one other tournament, that, or one other uh, big tournament, I should say, that should say it's going on this weekend, the Irish Open. Yes. At Bally Liffin. And, Ooh, uh, nice. and a, a great golf course. I've had the pleasure of actually playing the golf course, I should okay. say. And I'm playing again in, the, in uh, next summer, I should say. John Rahm and Rory McIlroy amongst the many who are in the field there. And how would you describe the golf course? Give me your impression. It's, it, it's a true Lynx course. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty typical Ireland, I'd say. Maybe the fairways are a little wider okay. than, than usual. Um, and uh, some very deep bunkers as well that uh, I seemed to... I actually avoided that day, and I actually broke 80 myself. That day. Wow, very so, nice. Yes, yes. So here uh, in the lineup, the women are playing in, in like Green Bay or something ah, crazy like that, right? Okay. This is the... Uh, just Yeah, Oneida, Wisconsin. Well, there you go. Uh, Thornbury Creek LPGA Classic. There is uh, a handful of them in the field as well, led by, well, Brittany Marchand is going to be the first to tee off. Brittany Marchand, Brooke Henderson is in the field. We'll see if she has any uh, comment about her. She's not her commented t- Yeah, I didn't on, speak to the media after. The club, I was looking forward to club seeing toss. So yeah. I was thinking that maybe she might have uh, have some words to say about that. <laughs> Elena Sharp, Mille LeBlanc are also in the field. So they'll be uh, plying their way through that one. Um I was going to say say the Open Championship is coming up. In fact, I'm leaving, uh, I think, a week Sunday. But yeah. very quickly, we've only got about a minute here left. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the favorite right now? 
Wow. Um, I mean, you know, the betting favorite, you, you look at DJ, obviously. Look at Brooks Kepka, given his U.S. Open win, given his major performances in the last two years. He's made, I think, every cut and top 15 finishes as well. Um, you know, Rory's always a favorite at the Open Championship, but he's, he's his game is sort of off and on. Justin Rose has to be a favorite. It's funny that, that Jordan Spieth is actually the second favorite betting right now, which <laughs> is, to me, is, um, I mean, he thinks he thinks he can compete. He thinks he can do it. He's obviously, you have to have a lot of confidence or there's no point in, in even showing up. Yep. But I, I'm surprised at the betting on that yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, well, of course, he wasn't overly overwhelming last year when he went into it and look what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe we can be a, be a little bit more. But I, I don't know. Dustin Johnson is a guy who has a complete game. We'll see. Yeah, and and you know it's it depends on the weather too. It's you know those all weather players, and if, if we get some some crazy weather, it, it's it's a complete uh, it's completely open. The weather is supposed to be, I think, pretty good mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. the long term forecast, but you never really know exactly yeah, what's yeah. going on with that. Um, what about what about something a little, you know, like a Tommy Fleetwood? Tommy Fleetwood, an excellent ball striker. His his putter is the wild card. Uh, you know he was you know at uh, obviously at Burkdale last year. There was so much talk around him because he he grew up in the area and he didn't perform his best. Um, John Rahm, we all picked uh, in our in our preview show, and who knows, maybe his game will trend in the right uh, right direction. For me, a, a guy who's just a, a really f- uh, a long shot per se, Ross Fisher. Ross Fisher. Ross well, he Fisher. secretly had a pretty good year yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. So he's. Interesting, and, and then of course there's Bubba Watson. There is Bubba three Watson. wins this year. There is. I, I don't know why I laugh. It's funny we said that last week, yeah. right? Like nobody thinks of him. When uh-huh. we, there we are again. We yeah. didn't really think of him when, he, yeah. when it comes to picking guys to win major championships. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, that's it for this edition of uh, Golf Talk Canada. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, Golf Talk Canada TV is on Wednesday, Wednesday. at five. I believe it's five I, or five thirty. Uh, yes, right? I believe it's. I believe it's five p.m. It's basically after the, uh, the, the footy, after yes. the after the World Cup, and we'll be back here one week from tonight, seven to nine for Golf Talk Radio. Mark Sakino will be back in the studio. Thanks for listening, everybody. Play some golf. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.